morning. Today I'm here to basically give you, the congregation, a State of the Union address as to what the board has been doing for the past few months and how the search for the new pastor is going. To be totally honest, we haven't even started to look. I have had the privilege of serving on this board for over two decades now and been involved in a number of pastoral transitions. None have been as difficult as this one. The shock and numbness of losing Pastor Werner so suddenly is just beginning to wear off. The summer months were spent working through the various realities related to this loss. We as a board and staff are going through a period of grief that make it hard to stay focused on making the best decisions for WFGA moving forward. It would be disingenuous of me to stand here and tell you that it has not been a struggle to lead and console a church while at the same time in need of consolation ourselves. But God has been good. He cares for us as we do our best to care and support those around us, especially those who need it the most, like the Renus and Viley families. It is a process, and with God's help, we are working our way through this process. At this time, I would like to take the opportunity to acknowledge and thank some people. First, Pastor Connie and Pastor Orlando, and the rest of the staff, as they have been doing a wonderful job leading us week after week, even as they continue to grieve. Yet, they move forward in the ministry that God has called them to. Next, District Superintendent Pastor Jason Lascombe, who unfortunately could not be with us today. He has provided great leadership during this time and has assisted us in having an experienced interim pastor come to join us. I also want to thank my fellow board members for rallying together during this time, for being there for each other and the church. As I said at the beginning, formal transition to the search for a new pastor has not yet begun, but the board in collaboration with Pastor Jason will begin to consider next steps in the coming months and we will continue to keep the congregation informed. We appreciate your prayers and support during this time. It is now my pleasure to introduce you to Pastor Robert Norcross and his wife Caroline. Pastor Robert was born into a pastor's home. He had two brothers who were pastors and two sisters who were married to pastors. He met Caroline at Bible College where they got married and have been married for 54 years. They have three children and nine grandchildren. They have been in ministry for 53 years. Pastor Caroline has been a children's pastor and has a passion for children. Pastor Robert has written a book on how to have intimacy with Father God. The book is titled Trust One More Time. His passion is mentoring leaders. They have been interim pastors for the past 12 years, and this will be the 14th church they have helped in transition. Please welcome Robert and Caroline Norcross. It is truly a pleasure to be here. It is a unique situation we find ourselves in together. 
I can't even begin to imagine what you as congregation, as leaders, are feeling and what you have been through. Grieving takes time, and there is no formula. It's just something we have to walk through. And so our commitment to you as a congregation, and we come with no agenda or no formula to follow, but we just simply want to hear your heart, walk with you, and together be on this journey as we we almost have to choose to move forward because some of us would rather just take some more time because we need the time. And so we're here to serve you, to take you by the hand, and together let God teach us. The Bible says if we lack wisdom, we just simply ask of him, and that's what we'll be doing. We look forward to getting to know the staff and the, the board, and just working um, together to learn, to grow, and to partner with you as we prepare for the future. We counted a real privilege to, to be here today, to serve you, and we welcome your input, we welcome your comments, and we just welcome the opportunity to learn from you. So thank you for this privilege as we journey the next few months. My wife just loves to stand and talk in front of adults. The children, she has no problem. Can I grab this microphone here? But I would like her just to uh, say hello. Hello. (laughs) I agree with what my husband has said this morning. Just what an honor it is to be here. Before the service, we went down and sat in Pastor Werner's office. I've never had the privilege of meeting this man. But you can tell a lot about the man and his heart by looking at the books that are on the shelf. Every book is about people. It's about ministering the needs of people, and more than anything, it's about Jesus. And I just want you to know that we are very humbled to be here, very humbled by this responsibility. And there's the song that they sang this morning, God has been making very, very real to me. In my father's house, there's a place for me. And the picture God gave me in that song many months ago was this huge table with a place card with your name on it. And I just want you to know that you are all very, very important and that there is a place for each one of you. And as my husband said, we welcome your input. We're going to walk forward together as his family because there's a place card with our names on it at his table. So God bless you.
So let's stand, shall we, for the reading of God's word. Some people like to take notes, so we've done most of the work for you. There is an outline there. If you do not have an outline, just raise your hand, and we'll make sure you receive one. And uh, you can follow along on the PowerPoint together. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Psalm 32. The title of our message today is, There is no place like this place. Psalm 32. Now I understand I have 30 minutes, no, 20, 30 minutes, no, we have to be done. It's not working, but I really like this. (laughs) You want me to use the other one? I'm going to show you how submissive I am. (laughs) Turn this off. Excuse us. He looks great, right? Psalm Psalm 32, beginning at verse 1. How many love the word? You know, when everything is said and done, the challenges we go through, it's the word that will be our foundation. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away throughout my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. And then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 32, verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Before you're seated, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eye, and say, you look absolutely stupendous this morning. Will you do that? Then you may be seated.
There is a real deficit in our society today of identity. And I don't believe we need to look any farther than the scriptures to figure out who we are. So we just want to affirm you this morning that based on the word of God, you are several things. Number one, I just want to suggest that you are an adequate person. Because the Bible says God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You will hear me talk a lot about body, soul, and spirit. And the challenge with us as Christians is we tend to live a little more in our soul than we do in our spirit. If we want to grow our spirit, we have to feed our spirit. And so the time we spend with God, the time in our devotional life, and the time in reading the Word, we are growing our spirit. And I I don't know about you, but my soul is pretty strong, so I need that time with the Lord where I bring my soul into submission to Holy Spirit so that I can walk through the day and I can discover who I am because he talks to me through my spirit. And for God to really see us through the next season, I'm a strong believer that we need to know and depend upon Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we can walk in the spirit, which is love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and meekness and faith and long-suffering and self-control. Those are the fruit of the spirit that are available to us And I'm here to tell you that the Scripture and the Spirit will tell you today you are an adequate person. Do you say amen in this? Oh, good, good, good. It's encouraging. You are an adequate person. I'm going to tell you there are going to be people and situations that are going to try to, to pull away that identity. Because the Bible says the enemy comes to kill, rob, and destroy. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is the glory and the lifter of our head. He's here to build us up. He's here to encourage us. And you can go into the most difficult uh, uh, season in, in your office or at your school. And the Holy Spirit will continue to speak to you about the reality of who he is the plan he has for you, and that everything is going to be all right. That's what Holy Spirit does. You are an adequate person. God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Number two, you are unique and special. Some wives say, yeah, I I agree with that. But biblically, what the Bible says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Revelation reminds us that we are to return to our first love. How many are thankful that Jesus Christ took us out of darkness into light? Amen. We, we, we must not forget that day. We've got we've to recognize that, 
that we are, we are born again, that, that the tomb is empty. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He ever lives to make intercession for me. He cares about me. And my soul will take me to plan B, but my spirit will keep me in plan A. And that's what I want for my life. You are unique and special. Number three, my life has a purpose. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. My wife and I have been trying to retire for about the last 11 years. It's not going well. But there's a sense that God has a plan, that God has a purpose. And, and one of the things that I just want to encourage you in, uh, although this interim time won't be a time to cast new vision, we can still have a great time together. <clears throat> we can go somewhere in God. We can get to know him better, and we can prepare for what the future holds. So this is not a time of just kind of going through the motions, but this is a time of preparation. God, help me to get my heart right so that as our new leadership comes, and, and I believe uh, he or she will come at the right time when we're ready, we can just say, God, you've got a plan for this house. You've got a plan for us as individuals. Our life has a purpose. Number four, as a person, I am successful. I love this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. I will talk to you a lot about being a servant or being a son and daughter. A servant is influenced from the inside out, but a son and daughter is influenced or from the outside in, but a son and daughter are influenced from the inside out. So what I've got to realize is I will be successful as I learn how to abide, John 15. What I really like about John 15 is Jesus doesn't tell me I have to produce fruit. He said I, he will produce the fruit in me and through me. I just need to learn how to abide. That comes back to our spirit. As a person, I am successful. Number five, I am strong and able. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One of the greatest tools of the enemy is to bring fear into my life. Fear keeps me in plan B. Faith deposits me in plan A. Fear, excuse me, fear needs to be displaced by faith. 
Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so as you meditate on the Logos, just reading the word, how many have been reading the Logos, the, the word of God, and then there comes a rhema word to you, a word kind of comes off the page and kind of goes in your spirit. Anybody had that experience? When the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, it's the rhema word that produces faith. So when you get that rhema word, that's a word for a specific person at a specific time for a specific situation. So if you're having trouble with fear, I encourage you to read the word of God just keep reading and read and ask God to give you a rhema word for your situation and he will and that will produce faith. This is my first Sunday. Is it okay if I come down there for a minute? I don't want to lose any points early. I want to make sure <laughs> I want to make sure I leave with a few anyway. I want to talk to you about Aunt Mary. Um, that was my introduction, so we'll watch our time. You'll help me, okay? Aunt Mary came, had been coming to her church for a lot of years. And Aunt Mary, I'm going to pick, pick an empty chair because this is my first Sunday. I don't want to get anybody in trouble so Aunt Mary sat in this chair every single Sunday morning. But what happened was the church started to grow. Come on over here. I'm going to risk this. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> What's your name? So one Sunday morning, Ethan came and sat in Aunt Mary's chair. You're chuckling because you could all think of situations. So Aunt Mary came and looked at Ethan and she said, this is my chair. And Ethan was kind of a young buck. And his response was, well, I, I kind of like this chair. I, I want to be close to the pastor. And Yeah, but you don't understand. I, I, I've sat in this chair for years. Well, no, I think I'll just stay here. So the discussion went on, and finally Aunt Mary got upset, and left. What I want to show you is that Aunt Mary didn't just lose her spot, but when she left, she also left her, her place. And what I want to show you is, as Christians, there will always be times when people take your spot. 
but don't let anybody take your place. That's what I, thank you, Ethan. That's what I want to talk to you about today with the 12 minutes that I have left. Okay. That's <laughs> So let's look, at our, let's look at our study together. It's kind of cool. So number one, you can be in your place no matter what place you're in. Religion says, I am this special person on Sunday morning, but the fruit of the Spirit diminishes as the week goes along. (laughs) That means you're religious. Because the Bible teaches that we can find ourselves in our place no matter what place we're in, which is contentment. Just because you change your spot doesn't mean you have to lose your place. So we should be the same all week long. And my wife is really excited that I speak in tongues and I've been filled with the Spirit and I thank God for the, uh, the initial evidence of Holy Spirit. But you know what she's really interested in? That when I walk in love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, long-suffering, self-control. Don't go quiet on me. God wants us to always maintain our song and our testimony. So no matter if Ethan takes your spot, (laughs) you're not going to lose your place. That's contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And so when we read our psalm together, uh, the first part of verse 7, you are my hiding place. And the hiding place isn't just on a Sunday morning, but the hiding place is all week long. I can walk in the Spirit. I can have a rhythm. I can be influenced from the inside out no matter what happens in my life. The psalmist says in verse 7, he surrounds me with shouts of deliverance. Mm. If God's delivered you, He wants to continue to surround you with that spirit of deliverance. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Number two, if they change your place, you're still in your place. Verse 10 says, many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Three young adults... The three Hebrew boys, the king changed their names, but they never lost their place. (laughs) We find when situations change just a little bit, it kind of throws us off. And I'm reminded when that happens to me, I'm living more in my soul, my mind, will, and emotions than I am in the spirit. So when I spend my time with God and I get in alignment 
the Bible teaches me I can walk throughout that day and I can have the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Daniel, they changed the rules. They changed the situation. But the Bible says that he went to the same place that he always went three times a day. And he opened the window and prayed to his God. I'm looking for somebody here this morning. I want to make sure I maintain my song. I want to maintain my testimony. And no matter what happens, I'm going to open up my window every day. And I'm going to pray to the living God because he's my source and he's my strength. That's what a follower of Jesus does. You see, Jesus said, go and make disciples. A disciple is a learner. Even when you're old, you still have to learn. Because there's new stuff that God has for us. There are fresh things. I don't know about you, but as we're, t- I'm looking for some fresh things from his. Some proverb says, "Get wisdom, get understanding, though it costs you everything." And sometimes you look at a situation and there, and and you're troubled and upset. But God declares there's a there's an understanding that you need, and it's it's found in seeing the whole picture and seeing His plan. And trusting him. And when you have to change microphones, you don't lose your place. You see, there's always a test. It doesn't matter who you are. The test will come. I'm amazed at Daniel. Put in the lion's den. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time finding my place in that situation. Can I remind you that Jesus said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. He is a friend that stays closer than a brother. The three Hebrew boys... They were told they had to bow. They wouldn't bow. If you don't bow, you're going in the furnace. They wouldn't bow. So the king got ticked right off. He heated the furnace seven times hotter. And they put the three Hebrew boys, and as the men went to put them in, they were killed because of the heat. Joel, thank you for the choruses. Where's Joel? There he is. Thank you for the choruses that you chose. Wow. (laughs) Do you know the God that we serve The three Hebrew boys stood in that furnace and were not killed. And God always does greater things the extra mile. Do you know that their clothes 
didn't even smell of fire? Come on, church. That's the God we serve. We have a cottage, and I've got old clothes I put on every time we have a fire at night. We sit around the fire because they smell, and I hang them in a different place. And because if you, if you, if you uh, just use regular clothes, they'll smell up your whole closet and yeah, it's terrible. Another thing was, and we sang about it today, there was a fourth man in the fire. I'm here to tell you today that as you've gone through the season, there's a fourth man in the fire. You say, it's been a long time since I've experienced that fourth man. I, I just want to encourage you today. Step out and walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. And, and, and your clothes won't smell and there will always be the paraclete, Holy Spirit, walking beside you. Cont contentment. Stability. If they change your place, you're still in your place. And I am in so much trouble. All right, number three. Let's look at it. They can take your spot, but they can't take your place, which is maturity. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. And so you can experience as you're walking in the Spirit, that the waters are rising and you can feel the financial pressure and you can feel the emotional pressure and, and you can feel the, the relationships, are there's, there's strain and the waters seem to be rising. But the Bible says God will limit it because you're going to stay in your place. That's maturity. Number four, when you find your place, there's no better place than your place. I like this one. This is the crux of our message today. Self-worth. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. So many people want to change their weight, their size, their height. But God has a plan for your life just the way you are. He has made you the way you are for a purpose and for a reason. Luke 19, time doesn't permit to read it, it's there. But let's just do the highlights. Zacchaeus was a short man. Because of the crowd, he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree to see Jesus. When we were in Israel, we stood under a sycamore tree. And, and it's just a great tree to climb. It's so easy, just the way it, it, it's... Uh, it's created. And I want you to see verse 5. <clears throat> when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. Now, this is worth coming to church for this morning. Don't, don't miss it. When Jesus reached his spot... Zacchaeus found his place. Oh, come on. That's the, like. 
When Jesus found Zacchaeus' spot, Zacchaeus found his place. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, and you're trying to build a spot, just know that Jesus is the place. <laughs> if you're watching online today and you've never given your life to Christ, I'm telling you there's a place with him that is like no other. Jesus said, I am come that she might have life and have it more abundantly. What I love about this story is the sanctification. We used to preach sanctification. Sanctification is we never stop, we never stop growing. We never stop changing. God never stops putting his finger on our stuff. My problem is I like my stuff. But he'll often ask me to give it up so I can become more like him. And so the Bible says, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 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 here and, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody, worship team, will you come please? Um, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Can we sing the second song? my father's house because that's really cool and really fits our sermon if I have cheated anybody out of anything I will pay back four times the amount Jesus said to him today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham and Zacchaeus found his self-worth his self-worth no longer was in his money his self-worth was in Jesus don't be afraid of giving over what God asks you to give him. Number five, when you're in your place, you know your place. Wives, you can just give your husband one of When you're in your place, you know your place, which is humility. I was born into a Scottish home. The influence of culture, and I'll be talking a lot about that. <clears throat> One of the things that marked Scotsmen was Scottish pride. And as I went through some deep changes some 20 years ago, that was one of the things that God put his finger on. Do you know that without humility, you can't have the fear of God? So together, we're going to say to the Lord this morning, Lord, I humble myself before you. Because I want your spirit and I want your presence. John said it so well. I must decrease so that he might increase. Will you stand with me together? So we've talked to you about contentment and stability and maturity and self-worth and humility. Just bow your heads with me for a moment, if you will. 
In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise a hand. I, I won't embarrass you, but I, I just want to pray for you in this closing prayer. Maybe you're here today and you've never made a decision for the Lord or you have and you've gone backwards and today you just sense Holy Spirit tugging at your heart. Say, I need to get back into that place with God. Or I need to give my life to Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Or you're online today and you just say, I, I really realize I need God. If God's speaking to you about that, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, will you just raise your hand, just hold it up and say, will you pray for me, Pastor? Yes, bless you. Yes, thank you. Yes, bless you. Yes, thank you so much. Bless you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Beautiful. How many would be here today and say, Pastor, today, it's time for me to start moving forward. And I may be like Zacchaeus. He may point some things that I need to, to shift. And I'm here to tell you the, the, the main thing God wants is your heart. But you're here today and you're just sensing the presence of Holy Spirit. And without the presence of Holy Spirit, we really can't do anything. But you would say, Pastor, I, I need to go on this journey. I, I need to seek out intimacy with him. I need to pursue him. I need to grow my spirit. And God's been speaking to me. Can I see your hand? You just, you just raise it. Yes. All across this built. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. As the worship team leads us, if you're comfortable, will you raise your hands with mine and just worship the Lord? And let's just invite his presence. Just go ahead all across this place. Let's become comfortable in his presence. Lifting up my hands is a symbol of submission to the Lord. Let's allow Holy Spirit just to fill this house with his presence. And let this word of, the, of this song go deep into your spirit. And let's just welcome him into our lives afresh. Just sing this unto the Lord. Thank you, Lord.